0: So now for the third week in a row, we have these stories of calling, these vocation stories. If we remember from the epiphany, those three wise men in the east saw the star, and they chose to leave what was comfortable and convenient for them, what they were used to, and they chose to follow that star into the unknown and search of the newborn king of the Jews. Last week, in our first reading, we had the calling of the prophet Samuel, the young man who was asleep in the Ark and the Covenant. And multiple times the Lord called to him, but because he didn't know the Lord's voice, he wasn't able to respond. But once he was guided to the voice of the Lord, and he replied, responded, it told us, That never again was the word ineffective in the life of Samuel. Also last week we had the episode with John's disciples leaving him to go follow Jesus when John pointed him out, Behold the Lamb of God. And Andrew and John went to follow Jesus. And he called them, invited them to come with him, and they stayed with him all afternoon. And it so radically changed their life that they went to tell Simon that they had found the one that they had been waiting for. The Messiah was here. And then today we have the great story of Jonah. We're familiar with that story of Jonah and the whale. We've probably seen a cartoon version of it or we have our favorite memory or idea of what this must have been like. But it's a profound story we have just a little bit of chapter three. It's a four. It's only four chapters. It's very short, and your Bible at home was probably only two or three pages. And it's a good story, but more than just a story, it's it's packed densely with theological truths and salvific truths—the truth about who God is and how God is. And then we also have again the calling of the apostles, the disciples in the gospel. So now for three weeks, we've been hearing these stories of call, calling from what was comfortable to the unknown, to something uncomfortable, unfamiliar. I don't know what this means for us, maybe as a parish, that for three weeks now, we're getting to meditate on this. What does it mean to hear these stories in our lives? Uh, The the word of God, which is alive and active. And not just a historical account of events, but a reality. that, That word of life brings life to our life if we let it. And so maybe the Lord's calling us or calling you in a very real way today. Maybe these episodes in the scripture serve an example, as an encouragement to you. To hear God's voice and to confidently follow. You know, it's mean just, just by, you know, God's incidents, by coincidence, by God's providence that Andrew's here today to leave that old way, to come to this new way. As a real world example of what it means to, what does it look like when we hear God's voice and we follow? This story of Jonah is so profound. It says, the word of the Lord came to Jonah saying, set out for this great city and announce, it, and announce to it the message. But if you go and when you read it in chapter 3, you'll read that it actually says the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. But this wasn't the first time that Jonah heard this message. And so we'll go back to chapter 1. And we hear what happened. Jonah heard this message. Go to the Ninevites and call them to repentance. Go to the Nineveh. His response was he got on a boat and went as far away as possible the exact opposite way. He told God no. I hear your voice. I know your voice. I know what you're asking me to do, and I just flat out refuse. I will not do it. Why? Because he hated the Ninevites. About a 100 years before this was written, the Assyrians, whose capital is Nineveh, had come into his territory and destroyed everything. A murderous rampage. And those who survived were brought into exile, were prisoners of war, and they destroyed everything. And those are the people to whom God called him to to preach uh, mercy and love and repentance. Who of us would say yes to that? Who of us would just let go of all the things that these people did to us and go invite them to a life of conversion and repentance? For most of us, it makes sense that he would say no. And so he said no, and he got on that boat. And he got on that boat, and the Lord drew up a huge storm where that ship was on the verge of sinking. And so the men on the ship, trying to find out what was happening, started to throw things overboard. They started to pray to their pagan gods. And then they found this Israelite asleep on the bottom of the boat and said, what's happening They realized it was his fault. And after a conversation, they decided to throw him over the side so that they wouldn't die. And that's when the big fish came and swallowed him. And three days and three nights he spent in the belly of the well. And then he was spit up on the shore. And then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. So Jonah made ready and went. So sometimes when we hear these stories and we see this immediate response, it's a nice, cute little story, but there's always so much more. Because in our own lives, how often have we said yes immediately to God? In our own life, how often have we said no when we clearly heard his voice? How often do we get dejected when we hear these cute cute little Pinterest stories of the scriptures and say, that doesn't apply to me. That's not my life. Jonah's life was pretty complicated, but he was given a second chance. So maybe this is what the Lord is inviting you to this day, this year. Maybe you're not at war with the whole country who's destroyed everything that you hold dear. But maybe you're holding on to a hurt from 5, 10, 20, 40 years ago. Maybe you have, you have a family member that you haven't talked to and who knows how long. Maybe you're mad at your neighbor again and you're still not talking to him. Maybe this is the movement that the Lord's inviting you to this challenge, this call, this journey to healing and repentance. Because as we heard in the story, everyone converted from the king down to the animals. They all wore sackcloth, they all wore ashes. The only one who didn't convert was the Israelite, was Jonah. Because even after the Ninevites converted, he was mad. He said, well, God, if you're going to save them, then just let me die. I don't want to be with them. He was holding so tightly to the obstinacy, to the hardness of his heart. He couldn't see the goodness of God working in the lives of other people. He didn't want to see the goodness of God working in their lives. Is that true for you? Is the Lord pricking your conscience and inviting you to reconcile with someone? What is he asking you to let go of so that you can live the life that he has called you to? Because on our gospel today, this is his inaugural address in Mark's gospel. Last week, we had his first words in John's gospel. When they were down in the south, near the Dead Sea, where John was baptizing. And now they're all the way up in the north. And John, his cousin, has been arrested. So Jesus knows that this is his time to go. And so he has this beautiful proclamation in Mark chapter 1. The time is, this is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The very same message Jonah was sent, Jesus came preaching repentance. And to repent is to accept an entire new framework for viewing the world. That we change our mind. That what used to be my priority no longer is because the time is now for God to come. And I've heard his call and I'm ready to change everything in my life. The time for fulfillment is now. The kingdom of God is at hand. So what do you need to repent of? If it's grave sin, of course, we repent We are contrite. We go to confession. But the things that we cling to as necessary and good in this life that might be opposed to God's will. Jonah had made sense of his life, and he was refusing to allow God's view to change his. The Magi went, and they were changed. Samuel was changed. Are we? Do we hear this living, active word of God and allow it to be a reality for us? Do we believe? Because this gospel of Jesus Christ is a gospel of life. It's a gospel of new life. And just like Jonah was dead in the whale, well, we too must die to our our way, our will. If we want to be obedient to God's will, we have to agree to be disobedient to our own. When the Pharisees were seeking a sign from Jesus and he called them a wicked generation that no sign would be given you except the sign of Jonah, who for three days and three nights were in the belly of the whale, just so the Son of Man would be three days in the belly of the earth and come out to new life. This is that radical transformation that each one of us must undergo. Jonah was given a second chance. But St. Paul tells us in the second reading that at one, at one point, that second chance will run out. Because this is all passing away. Now is the time, as Jesus said. And so today, when he encountered James and John and Andrew and Simon, he simply said, follow me. And they dropped everything to follow him. Because they had already met him. And Andrew and John had already spent the afternoon with him in our last week's gospel. They already came to know the truth of who he is. Do we Do we spend time in the scriptures getting to know him? Do we really come to mass and enter into the reality of the new life in Christ? Do we celebrate the sacraments with enthusiasm and expectation? Do we have a vibrant prayer life with the Lord? Do we know him so that when he does call, we can leave everything behind to follow him? Because that's what the disciples did in the gospel today. They left their father behind which for a Jew would have been a grave offense, a grave sin, to abandon their father. It was against the law, unless the call was to a higher thing, to follow God, was the only reason a young man could ever abandon his father. What God is calling, are we able to say yes? Do we know and do we hear his voice? When I hear this story of Jonah, I remember an episode in my life from 15, 16 years ago. I'd already made a radical conversion, turned away from a a, a not good, a reckless life, and was living for Jesus, and I felt a strong call to the priesthood, but I wasn't ready to make the full commitment. I was still kind of waffling back and forth, wrestling with my desire to get married and this call to the priesthood. And I was at Assumption Parish at the time, and there was a lady there, Mrs. May. And we were friends, and she knew me. She knew my story. She also knew my struggle. And so one day after Mass, I was outside talking with a friend, and May walked by, and she simply said, David, don't be a Jonah. Don't be a Jonah. Don't say no to what you know God is calling you. Do you know to what God is calling you? Have you heard his voice? Are you willing to let go of those things that make your life comfortable and convenient? Those things in your life that put bread on the table and light and heat in your house? Because Andrew, James, and John, and Simon let go of their livelihood when they agreed to follow Jesus. Nothing held them back. Is there anything holding you back from saying yes to Jesus today? The Lord is calling you to a radical life of discipleship. But he's calling you to a life of joy, of love, of peace. He's calling you to life. The Lord is calling. Don't be a Jonah.